violet like hair. And then when mm-hmm. I went to like uh, visit Beijing, I think at that time, mm. like, I remember I was eating and then there was just this guy just taking pictures of me, like oh blatantly. Like... Um, we could catch up, like a little catch up. Like, how's your week been? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So my week has been okay. Got this new nails. And uh delay no more. What's up? Ah, oh, so cute. And then it matches my purple shorts. <laughs> beautiful. So beautiful. Oh my god. So yeah, everybody, link in ba- like a link in the <laughs> the description if you want to buy. Flattened in there. How is your? Um, my week honestly, uh, it's been crazy a little bit. Um, you know, um, a lot of good things happening uh, with our podcast and my job too. Um, congratulations! Yeah, and uh, spring is a bit weird here because like spring is like oh. I can't decide whether I'm winter or summer. So it's cold and then it gets really hot. Like I turned on AC one day and then the next day I like turned on the heater. Oh my God. I, yeah. So. No, I just hate the wetness. It just rains. Oh, yeah, and the it, wetness. Like, the sun comes up also like afterwards. Like, all right. All right, Florida, make up your mind. <laughs> Today we have a very special guest. Now we can uh, welcome Pearl. Now let's uh, introduce who you are, what you do. Um, yeah, so listen about yourself. Sounds good. Yeah. Hey, everyone. My name is Pearl Lowe. I am a non-binary queer artist um, and person of Jamaican and Cantonese heritage. I currently live in Los Angeles, um, Los Angeles or on Tonkva land. And um, I'm originally Canadian, so I just recently moved here oh, um, okay. to work for um, for an animation studio here. And mm-hmm. yeah, I've like, Cantonese has always been part of my life. Like it's definitely something that um, has like shaped who I am. I like don't speak it fluently, but like I'm trying to like study more and like become more fluent in it um, just because it's important to me personally. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I like to like, in my art, I like to like involve my culture and kind of like weave it into the stories that I tell, kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's a little bit about me. So your parents, you're half Cantonese. Your mm-hmm. your mom or your dad? My mom, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and then your dad is Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My dad's so from cool. Kingston, um, and my mom is from a small. Well, I guess it's not small anymore, but it was it was a small village called Sundak, um, in the Guangdong province. Um, I think it's like near Foshan or something like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's where she's from, and she like came to Canada when she was seven. So um, she immigrated when she was really really young. Um, which is why like her Cantonese is also like Mama Day, you know. So <laughs> that's, how <laughs> that's how it is. That's how it is. That's so cool. Yeah, Canton, Jimmy. And we were just, just before you came on, we were like, yeah, there's actually a lot of Cantonese or Chinese that migrated to like, um, you know, Central America or Jamaica. Like, it's, I guess, I didn't it's know that. It's a surprise, yeah, because mm-hmm. like, of all, uh, like, of all places, I was like, what? Yeah. That's cool. But did you ever go on to like a Cantonese school when you were like younger? I tried, but like, so I guess the schools that existed when I was younger was like taught in Cantonese, 
but it was mm-hmm. for kids who already spoke Cantonese, you know? So it was okay. just learning how to, like, read and write kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I did try when I was younger because I was like, I don't know how to speak Cantonese. Like, what if I go to school? Like, let me try. But I didn't know how to speak. So when I went into, like, the class, they were just all speaking. And I was like, I don't I don't know what's being said. Like, help. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I learned some characters <laughs> from that. But I had to, like, guess. I was always like, what is happening? <laughs> you know, um, that's kind of, like, a little bit of our story, too. Because, right, we went into... Our parents don't speak Cantonese, but we grew up in Macau, right? And so our school life was basically that. Like, <laughs> what's happening? But we just no parents that we could ask questions right. to, you know? And... <laughs> That's so yeah. wild. That's so cool, though. I feel like that's such a unique experience. And, like, kids are so smart. So, like, kids do eventually figure Actually, it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think because, like, I was also... It wasn't, like, immersion. Like, out outside of school, like, I wasn't in, like, Hong Kong or anything. Or, like, I didn't have a lot of people speaking it. So it was kind of, like, only in that environment. And so when I was, like, out of it, I was like, oh, well, this is not helpful. I can't even practice. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And plus, we started in kindergarten, so we that's started. true. Yeah, we did really, really young. Really yeah. young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What made you like, I guess, interested in studying Cantonese? Like, I know you have Cantonese, but you know, there are some people who maybe struggle to embrace that part of themselves because they were different. You know, I'm mm-hmm. half Sri Lankan, half Filipino. I don't know one. Like, I think I know one word in Sri Lanka, like Tamil. <laughs> but like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm very like detached from my family. So. Mm, mm, yeah no it can be hard it's like I don't know I guess my first like spark of interest to learn Cantonese was because my grandparents didn't speak like any English like they just spoke Cantonese and so I was kind of growing up being like okay like I can't even say anything like I can say some things you know like in the scope of like are you hungry? Do you want to eat this? Or, you know, like, really... Say, <laughs> Yeah, and stuff. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> so, like, stuff like that. And, and I was like, okay, that's cool. But, like, as I got older, I was like, oh, like, I want to have conversations a little bit mm. more about, like, how I feel and, like, stuff like that. So, um, that was, like, the first thing. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, no, actually, I'm just, like, really into, like, learning about my own cultures. And I think that's, like, really a cool thing to do. I think some people are like, oh, like, how come you're such a big fan of, like, trying to learn, like, about Cantonese culture? I'm like, I am Cantonese. And I am proud. <laughs> and I want yes. to, like, learn yes. <laughs> about <laughs> stuff. <laughs> and, like, I think... um and I think, like, learning a language is, like, really an important part to, like, learning about the people. Because, like, say, like there are th- certain things that you say in Cantonese that just, like, you would never say in English. Like, I learned this um, idiom from a friend of mine. And it was, like, um, get tisang, like, learn tisang. Right, or something like that. Oh, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was like, we would never say that in English. Like, first yeah. time raw. Oh, there's cooked. another one that I'm thinking of that I could never translate to Cantonese. Maybe you could help me. But when we grow up, we would uh, people would always say Tai Kwan Sik Sai Kwan, and if you di- directly translate, oh. it means big germ eats small germ. But the meaning of it is that oh, if you drop like a cookie, it's fine. Just take it and eat it, right? I don't know if that's how you interpreted that, but but I always heard Taekwon Six Taekwon is like, oh, you could just, you know. You know what it sounds like? It's like a, you know, a big scumbag eating small scumbag. Like, <laughs> the bigger scumbag you are, like, yeah. Like, I don't know. It sounded so like some metaphor or something like that. <laughs> and I tried yeah. to translate to my friends or my family. Just like, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense in English. You know? I, and right. I tried to, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, some things I'm just like, I don't think there's an equivalent, which is like cool though, because then it's like, oh, it's specifically like what Cantonese people say sometimes. And um, yeah, I just really like that. So um, being able to get to know like the people, like Cantonese people more through the language and like people from like mainland and like people from like Hong Kong have yeah. different like ways of speaking. Oh, to yeah. So it's just like this whole thing. So I just, I find it fascinating. So Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And is that like why you started like your platforms, right? Like Cassie's so cool, Connection. Yeah. Thanks. And your channel as well. What yeah. I guess what's your idea with that or, or plan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my initial launch for um, Cantonese Connection was just kind of wanting to create a space where beginners could like feel safe to learn. Mm. Um, because I feel like in Chinese school, there was this kind of like, and like within Chinese culture in general, there's this kind of pressure of being like, you got to be perfect. Like, how come you're not getting A's? Like, why is why aren't you doing better? Like, you always have to be doing better. And it feels like you can't make mistakes sometimes. But like, when learning a language, like you're gonna make mistakes. And like, you're gonna sound like sometimes awkward when you're saying yeah. things because it's like, oh, that's not natural. But that's okay, because you're learning. Um, but I feel like sometimes when talking with like Cantonese elders, they're like, Oh, like oh, like Mr. Gonga, like just like walk away, and I'm like, oh my god, like why don't you just tell me how to say it properly and kind of thing. So I really wanted to like create that platform where it's like I don't know like everything because I'm a beginner, and like other people can come and like also be okay with feeling like they're a beginner and like find resources and like I don't know like read blog posts that I put up or like watch yeah. other like. Um, I have another podcast um, as well that I'm wanting to do called What You Thinking? Um, and the cha is like ta, like for tea. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, I really, um, I'm having people um, on the podcast and I would love to have both of you as well. Um, and like <laughs> the, the theme is like, we all have like a cup of tea and then, you know, we just like talk mm, about like, what ta, like and then, yeah. You know. And then, yeah. And then <laughs> we talk and stuff. Um, love it. And like, it's also like an, another way to kind of talk about like stuff that goes on in our communities that we don't really talk about. Like, oh, how come sometimes we feel like pressures from like our elders to do certain things or like mm-hmm. how come we feel like we have to be a certain way or learn at a certain pace or like all these different things, too. And like multicultural people, too. Like, how come it feels like you're an outcast in your own communities, like all these different types of conversations. So Cantonese Connection is kind of like this big umbrella platform of just kind of like oh, yeah. unpacking our identities and like being OK with like like learning at whatever level that you're at kind of thing yeah yeah and you know i think uh this platform that you're creating for like beginners to learn cantonese is really good because we found out you know a lot of maybe asian americans cantonese american born cantonese don't speak the language so much and a lot of them maybe feel like insecure with like you said right speaking with uh relatives or parents or if they're in a setting of just chinese people they're like oh I don't speak Chinese, so I don't really belong so much. Mm. So, like our last guest, Kevin, he just said just the same thing, how he, he wishes he knew more Cantonese so he can speak with his papa, like mm. just like your grandma. Yeah, yeah. That's right? very touching. Yeah. And some people are like messaging us like, oh my God, thank you. Like it's making me remember some words, like these reels because they're hilarious or something. <laughs> like, thank you. Like, yeah. Yeah, truly, like, the stuff that you guys put out, I feel like there's, like, a real, like, everyone is so thirsty for, like, Cantonese, like, learning material, <laughs> but, like, outside of, like, outside of, like, kid stuff, because I feel like a lot of, like, learning materials, like, right. okay, like, like elementary, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, if you talk about, like, adult, like, everyday things, like, that you go through life, and then people can hear Cantonese in that context, they're like, oh, 
that's great because that actually like relates to me. Like I'm not gonna need a that's bedtime story. Yeah. Like you know, as a, wanting to listen to a bedtime story in Cantonese is okay, but like also, like, variety yeah. is nice. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> a good a good balance of you know what kind of platforms there are. It's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And have there's you, always going to be those people that are like know-it-alls. And I'm like, oh, that's not how we say it. And blah, 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 gosh, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, there's you so like, them off. I mean, because like, yeah. no one does that for English. Like, ugh. like people are like, like an accent, right? Right? You mm-hmm. don't, like, you, you don't go to someone from New York. You're like, it's not coffee. It's coffee. You, know, you, don't, go, you don't do that to someone. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> and like, I know, you know, I was recently just stumbled upon like a TikTok that was kind of correcting all of the sounds that Hong Kongers pronounce, Hong Kong Cantonese pronounce. Like, uh, even one of the, the reels that we posted on the poem, like when we say Kuang, like bright, like oh, Kuang. Like, is it Kuang or Kong? Right yeah, now? Kuang or Kong, like saying like, oh, Hong Kongers have this lazy, lazy tone, like a lanyam, lazy tone. Like, um, it's called efficiency. But it's just quick, you know? <laughs> After all, Hong Kong is a very fast-paced city. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not yeah. wrong. Like, I feel like sometimes it's not even about wrong. Yeah, it's, like, it's just an accent. And, like, yeah, it's if just, you understand, no. you shouldn't be picking on it. Like, mm-hmm. and if it is, like, you're right, like, you should just tell me, like, to correct it. And it's like, all right, good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or just, and, like, oh, sorry. No, but no, just like even if like I don't understand someone, I'm like, oh, can you say it again, or can you describe it? Because like people like speak can't. So like my grandparents, like they have like a really. I've been told like, oh my god, your like family's accent is like so country, and I'm like, oh, what do you mean? Oh, and so like some of the things that we say, like instead of like. Um, like ocean is like hoi here, right? Or something, but we call it like dai soi, like big water oh, or something. Interesting. Yeah, or like um what's dai it called? I like it. Yeah, but some people are like, oh, that's so like country, like that's so un- uh, like civilized, like whatever. I'm like, oh my god, but like if I say that and you don't understand, like I could describe it to you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh whatever. So I understood I it. Dai soi. Yeah. This is the big ocean. <laughs> Yeah. It makes sense. Everything in Cantonese is logical, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. very true. <laughs> it's, it's true. It makes more sense in Hoyer. Like, what's Hoyer? Like, Hoy? <laughs> truly a girl? Like, no. Like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I guess so. Because, man, like, if your grandparents are from, like, mainland China, right? Like, mm, some yeah. then it's definitely different than mm-hmm. the Hong Kong. Yeah. Have you visited any of those places? No, I want to go so That's badly. Dream. Yeah, it, it was, I don't know. It's like so weird. It's like a mix of like, I want to go. And I'm like, but traveling in Asia while black sometimes can be like mm. annoying. Like I had some friends um, who like live in Shanghai and they were like, people just like, and Chinese people do not care. They will stare at you. They will take oh, photos yeah. of you. Like they oh, will like me. touch you sometimes and stuff oh, like yeah. that. And I'm just like, I've had that. Yes. They, she has, she has a lot of experience to share <sighs> growing up. There's this time of my life where I had like colored hair. I had like literally mm. like violet like hair. And then when mm. I went to like, uh, visit Beijing, I think, at that time. Mm. Like, I remember I was eating, and then there was just this guy just taking pictures of me, like, oh blatantly, God. like this. And I was literally, like, right, right. 
like, oh my god, like go away. Yeah, I didn't. I remember thinking like I didn't care at the time. You know, it's not like like you know you're gonna make it better like by telling them like stop or whatever. So I'm not like a yeah. confrontational person anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh my god, but yeah, like they would stare and yeah. they would yeah. Oh my god. It's be- it's better to go with a friend for sure. You know, like not alone. Yeah, yeah, not alone. Yeah, I would not solo travel. I think I would have to like go with somebody because um, mm-hmm. it would be more fun. But definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, also just like general, like also beauty standards, right? Like how, oh, painful plastic, like, dear, like, if no. your skin is whiter, you're prettier, like all these. There's all something these also in true. China where they look at like black people and think they're like celebrities. Like, so like <laughs> oh Beyonce? my God, like, me, I'm like, so- yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I don't look anything like Beyonce. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, if you're blonde, then you're Britney Spears. <laughs> And they will touch your hair. Yeah. Will. I absolutely believe that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like, mm, like I want to go, but I'm like, I'm not in like a rush uh, then, to go. So, oh my but eventually, God. and I would really like to visit Hong Kong because it looks very oh, lovely Hong Kong there. Hong Kong is very different. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's definitely, you should, you should check that out. Mm-hmm. And wow. you've been, how long have you been like, um, you know, like I guess started this platform on your Instagram or Cantonese connection. I know maybe you recently launched Cantonese connections, right? Mm. Um, but when did you start like doing it on social media and publicly like um, talking about Cantonese? Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Maybe like, hmm, maybe 2018. Um, because around that time, I had tried. I, I had signed up for um this like Saturday school, the Saturday Chinese school. Okay. And so um it was in Vancouver's Chinatown, and it was run by this nonprofit group called uh, Youth Collaborative uh, for Chinatown, and it was in um the Association Building for the Wong Society, and so like on like the second floor or something, they would have like um adult classes for learning Cantonese, and so. I was like, oh, adult classes? Like, this is amazing. I don't have to sit in on, like, a kindergarten class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can sit with, like, <laughs> other people my age. And it was cool because it was, like, different people from different backgrounds and, like, different age groups and stuff. Um, and so, like, after that, I was like, oh, like, I would like to continue to talk about Cantonese because it was only, like, I don't know how many weeks it was, but maybe, like, a couple months or something like that. Um, and yeah. then I was like, oh, but, like, I would like to continue it. And so um, I would do, like, comics in Cantonese and just, like, write in, like, Yuping sometimes or um, just, like, talk about, like, oh, sometimes I feel like I'm not learning fast enough or whatever on mm. Twitter. And then people would be like, oh, I relate. I do that. Aww. I feel this way, too. And so I kind of noticed that people wanted to talk about that more. Because, like, oh, you were saying, okay. like, a lot of, like, ABCs or CBCs yeah. or, like, BBCs or, like, whatever. <laughs> Anyone born outside of like yes. mainland yeah um like growing up Chinese like we don't always have like that immersion or like opportunities to speak and like if we have opportunities to speak it's usually just like our family like our parents yeah. or something like that and then like when you go out in the world like maybe you can say it with like the aunties who like work in Chinatown or like, something but it's not like with your friends or like you know like common conversation or whatever so we kind of like lose you know some vocabulary or we don't get mm-hmm. to practice and so I was like okay let's continue to talk about this on Twitter like mm-hmm. even though I'm a beginner like I just want to like talk about it yeah as much as possible. no because it's it's cool too because like uh I guess in that sense you also find people through like these social medias right that connect to that Cantonese because for me here you know I live in New York but I don't really know like where to go to find 
people who are, you know, I guess just Chinatown, but I don't live in the city. So mm-hmm. it's like one way to kind of find a treat. You created a connection for all the Canto speakers, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then at the same time, you can practice your Cantonese while making content, which is perfect. Because mm-hmm. language is just like a, a bicycle, you know, you gotta, you just gotta like ride it. You gotta keep practice. Going. Yeah, you gotta yeah, keep going. going. Oh, no. <laughs> wow, profound. I know. <laughs> Super. Um, <laughs> I'm curious about like your illustration career. Yeah, so cool, by the way. Like, oh uh, I checked out your portfolio a little bit, and it's Netflix, oh. Cartoon Network. Mm, Dude, yeah, Cartoon yeah, Network. That's right. a huge. <laughs> what? So cute. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah, I've I've like dabbled into. So how can I say? So I started off my career in animation. I'm still in animation, um, mm-hmm. and I've been working in animation for like just over eight years now. And yeah, I started off in Vancouver because Vancouver has their own animation industry and then um, worked on a bunch of shows there. And then like in yeah. 2020, uh, one of my friends who worked for Cartoon Network was like, hey, you want a, you want a job? And I was like, um, yes, I want a job at Cartoon That's Network. That's so crazy. <laughs> so I was like, please, uh, please hire me. So they ended up, di- they ended up hiring me um, <gasps> and I worked on a show called Craig of the Creek, which is like a really cute kid show um, about like these three kids, Kelsey, JP, and Craig. Um, and they explore like the creek in like the backyards of like their houses and um, there are all these different kids who like there are the sewer kids who hang out in the sewers there are like the ninja kids who hang out by the waterfall and read manga like there are all these different types of kids you get to meet and have adventures with um, and so I got to work on that show for a couple well actually up until January this year um, but yeah wow. in the meantime like I tried freelancing for some for some folks and so like I've worked on a short film called uh, Hair, Hair Love, um, which was with Sony, oh, won an Oscar. Really great. That's so cool. And <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, Thanks. Oh. Yeah, it was really cool to see that happen. And um, some other, like, feature films that are, like, NDA. Like, I can't talk about it, but I worked with some like, folks at DreamWorks. <laughs> um, and then, like, Netflix, I had... Um, like sold a show of mine and was like developing my own show with them for a couple years. And so <laughs> that was like, yeah, that's like my animation side. And I really enjoy being in animation. I love the, I love the career of like just that's being in And you're so talented. Oh yeah, they look really cool. Oh, thank you. You, you know what I can imagine? You could be like, you could create like a whole cartoon, kind of like, uh, what's that cartoon? Red Panda, Panda. Oh, turning red. red. Yeah, turning red. You create like another cartoon like that related to like Cantonese oh my God, culture. I wish. Yeah, that, that would be a dream, dream right? <sighs> That'd be so fun. Like truly, especially because like yeah, in Turning Red, like they didn't speak Mandarin. Like they spoke Cantonese. I was like, yes, oh my God, I got so excited when I heard like you know she was running on the street and like oh fire. I was like oh yes. <laughs> you're like wow. <laughs> so cute i love it yeah i definitely want to like one day i want to make like a show that's like bilingual like because i feel like when kids watch Um, or like grow up in a home they hear like both right like english and like cantonese and so like having a show that like sprinkles in cantonese for sure because like shows like i don't know like door explorer like they have like spanish words in there sometimes and Mm -hmm. like english and i'm like that would be really cool for like cantonese and showing like people like us speaking cantonese too it's like like, oh i didn't know people in like caribbeans like speak cantonese like that's so like 
like people right. like I didn't know that and people should know that <laughs> so many people and like also people can like learn I feel like a lot of people in like Chinese culture are like wow like wow like oh how come you know how to speak and I'm like anyone could learn first of all like how to speak a language but like there's so many different types of people who like speak so yeah yeah for sure oh that would be exciting like a, like a Cantonese Dora <laughs> Okay, love that. Oh my god. Well, we always talk about food here, obviously. Mm. So, uh, what is your favorite Cantonese dish? Oh my god. Just one? I know, That's right? so hard. <laughs> like, oh, it is a hard question. I don't know. That's so hard. I feel like mm, if it's like a savory dish, mm. then I really like lately. This is only going to be lately because it always yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Lately, it's been like um, bitter melon and egg, like stir fried. Oh. I really like that. Oh. I I feel like I have like auntie taste buds. Like, I really <laughs> I, I love, love your bitter. auntie story. <laughs> I'm sometimes guilty of it too. I'm sometimes guilty of it too. It's I'm like, like ooh, it tastes so good. <laughs> People are like, that's so disgusting. I'm like, I love it. It's like, like, are you like, are you a because you like, like I love it. No, 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 I, I get it, I get it. I love it. So that's like that's like a savory thing that I really love. And then like a food, if it's like sweet, I feel like I just love like a dan pot. Like oh, I love that. It's a good, that. solid, so good. consistent, good okay. thing. So it's good yeah. texture. It has everything. It's just mm-hmm. flaky, silky, so good. Yeah, not too sweet. Oh, so good. Oh, not too sweet. Oh, that's the point. <laughs> not too sweet. Uh, <laughs> yes. um, this was a question we got asked by also like a previous guest. Um, what mm-hmm. do you think is the underrated Chinese dish? Because you know, like obviously. People talk about dim sum a lot or just like dishes that are popular, right? Like tasu, hakao, siumai. What is an underrated Chinese, Cantonese dish, a Chinese dish that, you know, you think people should give it a try? And um, if we should give it a try. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like the bitter melon's kind of underrated. I know that was yeah, disgusting. But like, mm. I remember my mom would make that sometimes and I'm like, oh, oh yeah. Same thing with like tomato <laughs> egg. Like as oh, a kid, I was yeah? like, like please <laughs> i don't want to eat this anymore you, <laughs> Anything put, else? you think put, like some sort of ketchup in it too it's like yeah. sure it's a weird concept for people <laughs> yeah some people are like oh my god ketchup in your i'm like yeah it's like sweet kind of that's sweetness <laughs> i guess what oh that's an interesting uh, like a underrated mm, like singapore like oh, noodles that's really Zhao good Mai. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, so i think that is underrated it's yeah. good though it's good let us know some resources or, or platforms that you have people can go to or even your if you have an illustration account okay <laughs> all, all of them all, all the of links, it all the links. okay <laughs> let me try to remember so i guess my website that you were looking at um with my portfolio is perlo.com so if you want to see like my artwork there you can see like my animation work my illustrative work there if you want to check out my cantonese stuff you can go to cantoneseconnection.com and i have like resources there um including like app recommendations or like um learning resources from other like teaching materials and stuff like that um and if you want to follow me on twitter i am uh fumi chun fumi f-u-m-i underscore c-h-u-n 
And um, I talk about my life, I guess, and art and Cantonese and like all these things <laughs> on that platform. Um, and I am on Instagram at Cantonese Connection. And I'm also on Instagram at Fumi Chun without the underscore. So just F-U-M-I-C-H-U-N. I think that's all. <laughs> Where did Fumi come from? I feel it. Like, so, okay. It's like, it came from this song that I was really obsessed with in the sixth grade. Um, it was a Japanese song and I didn't know how to speak Japanese then, like at all. But there was um, one word that I kept like chiming in and it was like fumi. And I think it was like part of the verb, like fumi dasu, like to move forward. And so I'll be like, na 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 fumi. Fumi. That was like the only word I knew of the song. And like my friend at the time was like, Okay, so we're gonna call you Fumi Chun now because that's the only thing that you're saying. And I'm like, Chun? I'm like, because when you like call someone by their name in Japanese, like you can add like, oh, Chan or San or something. But I was like, I'm pretty sure it's Chan, not Chun. And they were like, forget about it. It's Chun now. It's fine. It's fine. So I just kept the two. And I was like, okay. So it's from like elementary school days. Super random. Oh, but it's nah, we, we love nickname stories. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. yeah. yeah. Love it. So, yeah, because people people always ask us, like, you know, resources of, can, like, learning Cantonese. But as you, I mean, we learned it in Macau. So mm-hmm. we have no idea where to go. Mm-hmm. So yes. everybody, follow Pearl. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. Yeah. Let us know, you know, uh, let us know when you want us on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it. I will let you know. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, Thank you so you much for your time. Oh, no. Yeah. Thanks for inviting. Yeah. <laughs> and if I'm ever, well, you're both in New York, right? She's no. in New York. I'm in Florida. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We're, I don't... All, we're doing all this long distance. So. You're all long distance. <laughs> friendship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, have a good rest of your day. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Joy Keen. Joy Keen. Bye bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye.